Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode, I explored Derek Sivers' 2010 TED Talk, Keep Your Goals to Yourself. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode. Today I'll be exploring Derek Sivers' 2010 TED Talk, Keep Your Goals to Yourself. After hitting on a brilliant new life plan, our first instinct is to tell someone, but Derek Sivers says it's better to keep goals secret. He presents research stretching as far back as the 1920s to show why people who talk about their ambitions may be less likely to achieve them. Thanks for joining me, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip. Everyone, please think of your biggest personal goal. Okay, for real. Take a second. You got to feel this to learn it. Take a few seconds and think of your personal biggest goal. Okay? Imagine deciding right now that you're going to do it. Imagine telling someone that you meet today what you're going to do. Imagine their congratulations and their high image of you. Doesn't it feel good to say it out loud? Don't you uh, feel one step closer already, like it's already becoming part of your identity? Uh, Well... Bad news, you should have kept your mouth shut, because that good feeling now will make you less likely to do it. The repeated psychology tests have proven that telling someone your goal makes it less likely to happen. Anytime you have a goal, there are some steps that need to be done, some work that needs to be done in order to achieve it. Ideally, you would not be satisfied until you'd actually done the work. But when you tell someone your goal and they acknowledge it, Psychologists have found that it's called a social reality. The mind is kind of tricked into feeling that it's already done. And then because you've felt that satisfaction, you're less motivated to do the actual hard work necessary. So this goes against the conventional wisdom that we should tell our friends our goals, right? So they hold it to it, hold us to it, yeah. So um, let's look at the proof. 1926, Kurt Lewin, founder of social psychology, called this substitution. 1933, Vera Mahler found when it was acknowledged by others, it felt real in the mind. 1982, Peter Gawlitzer wrote a whole book about this, and in 2009, he did some uh, new tests that were published. It goes like this. 163 people across four separate tests. Everyone wrote down their personal goal. Then half of them announced their commitment to this goal to the room, and half didn't. And then everyone was given 45 minutes of work that would directly lead them towards their goal, but they were told that they could stop at any time. Now, those who kept their mouth shut 
worked the entire 45 minutes on average, and when asked afterwards, said that they felt that they had a long way to go still to achieve their goal. But those who had announced it quit after only 33 minutes on average, and when asked afterwards, said that they felt much closer to achieving their goal. We've all heard a lot about goal setting, the importance of it, and how to do it effectively. We've heard about SMART goals. We've heard about getting social support and reinforcement as you work towards your goal. We've learned about how leaders and managers can support their people in setting and then developing themselves towards achieving those goals. Goal setting is super important. And I really appreciate this uh, very brief TED Talk. It's only three plus minutes where he tries to use research to challenge a common misunderstanding about the way that behaviorism and goal setting actually works. Referring back to many past studies, he focuses on the conundrum we have about, on the one hand, you know, set a clear goal, a smart goal, write it down, and even seek out ways and means where you can get social support uh, and structure around that goal so that you have a better chance of achieving it. Oftentimes, we mistake those elements with what he is describing and what the research shows actually will undermine your ability to successfully achieve a goal, and that is to simply blurt out and share with other people what you intend to do. Now, keep in mind, he's not saying that you can't reach out to somebody uh, and seek support in achieving your goal. And in fact, later on in the video, he talks a little bit about that. But what he's suggesting is if we immediately jump to stating what our goal is, and then we get that good feeling about saying, hey, look at me, I'm, I'm great, I'm, I'm working towards this goal, and, I, and now you have that positive reinforcement, you have people saying, hey, good job, patting you on the, on the back, all of that, actually, because it's so immediate, it can detract from the long-term approach to achieving any goal of, of any importance. We need a long, sustained effort over time in order to accomplish goals, especially the most difficult ones. And if we set ourselves up at the very beginning by getting an immediate gratification to a very difficult goal, it, it can undermine us, studies have shown. Now, not for everybody, but on the aggregate, in, uh, when you look at the law of averages, it, it does undermine you. And so what he's laying out in this video and uh, what you heard in this first part of this audio clip is just making the case that we need to think uh, about the purpose behind our goals and why we're, we're uh, setting that goal and if our main purpose is to be able to post something on social media and get a bunch of likes and a bunch of positive comments and for our friends and family to say good job and pat you on the back, if that's the main purpose, uh, the research shows you're pretty much guaranteed to not actually work towards achieving the goal and going through the long, the long hard slog of trying to accomplish something that's very difficult. On the other hand, you can utilize effective goal setting, setting SMART goals, and looking for others who might want to work along with you towards achieving a particular goal so you can support each other, that is still just as important as it may have been uh, to your understanding of goals as, as you may have uh, learned about before. Now, keep also in mind the importance uh, of goal setting as we are leaders and managers within our organizations. 
remember that one of the most important things we do as a leader is to develop our people. And one of the fundamental ways that we help develop our people is by helping them to recognize their potential and then set goals towards growth and development so they can ultimately reach for that potential. The One of the biggest parts of, of being a leader is inspiring people and setting up the context and the structure around where people can be successful and ultimately achieve their goals. So keep that in mind as we're listening to the rest of the clips, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. If this is true, what can we do? Well, you could resist the temptation to announce your goal. You can delay the gratification that the social acknowledgement brings. And you can understand that your mind mistakes the talking for the doing. But if you do need to talk about something, you can state it in a way that gives you no satisfaction. <laughs> Such as, I really want to run this marathon, so I need to train five times a week and kick my ass if I don't, okay? So audience, next time you're tempted to tell someone your goal, what will you say? Exactly, well done. <laughs> <laughs> Again, he's not suggesting that you can't follow many of the uh, lessons that we've learned over time about effective goal setting. We need to set SMART goals. We need to put in place mechanisms and structures that will allow us or, or at least increase the chances of us achieving that goal. And part of that means getting social support around achieving the goal. But it's one thing for us to basically get that immediate gratification and pat on the back for saying you're going to achieve something versus asking somebody to hold you accountable. And so accountability is key here. I think all of this also comes back to the role and the importance of intrinsic motivation in goal setting. So if I'm setting a goal so that I can get a pat on the back, so that other people can think I'm great, uh, I'm impressive uh, and, and inspiring, whatever the case may be, if that's my main purpose behind setting the goal, that's an extrinsic motivator. That's something external to me that I need in order 
to continue to work towards achieving something. And research has shown that external motivators, while uh, serving a role, are not nearly as powerful as intrinsic internal motivators, something that's internal to you. So if, I'm, if I have a goal to run a marathon, if it's really just for the, the praise of man and for other people around me to say, wow, you're a really impressive person, is that going to be enough to push you through the really hard times of training, to push you through when you're running that marathon and you're wanting to quit? Contrast that with a more of an intrinsic and internal motivation for running a marathon. And perhaps um, you've had some health issues. Perhaps you're looking to your family and you want to be there for them. You want to be reliable for them. You want to be able to live a long, healthy life, uh, to spend time with your family. And you see that training for a marathon is one way to do that. And it's a structure in place where there's a regimen and, and you can build up to it. And all of those other elements in terms of smart goals and, and structured goals all of those elements are there, and so you decide to train for a marathon. That is a very different type of motivation and a different type of structure around your goal than if you're simply doing it to get other people to be impressed with you. Now keep in mind, uh, keep that internal versus external, the intrinsic versus extrinsic motivators, keep that in mind as you're a leader and a manager with an organization trying to help people establish goals. I've seen so many times where leaders, well-intentioned leaders, really mix those up and they end up focusing far too much on extrinsic motivators that probably aren't as quite as salient and aren't as long-lasting and meaningful and purpose-driven for the individual on their team. And, and because of that, inevitably what ends up happening is the, the extrinsic motivator, the, the saliency of that extrinsic extrinsic motivator fades over time. And the ability of that extrinsic motivator to keep someone going, particularly towards a really long-term, hard, difficult goal, it usually fades. In contrast, if you can really help people tap in to that internal voice, that internal motivation, and those elements that are, are fundamental to them becoming who they want to be and, and striving for and achieving their potential and their self-actualization and their align, their internal alignment and, and oneness with themselves and those around them. If, if the, those are the types of motivations that you as a leader help connect your people to, then there's more long-term sustainability to the goal. I think, for example, about getting a doctorate degree. Um, now, there are many, many examples that we could talk about. But getting a doctorate degree is really a crummy process. It's a long, hard slog. And most people who start doctoral degrees never finish the doctoral degrees. It's a, it's a relatively small percentage that ever gets through. Now, is it because um, those people who finish are smarter and more capable than all the other people who start a doctoral program? No. Uh, in fact, there's a lot of research on this, and it, it tends to not have a whole lot of um, uh, alignment with, with IQ, uh, overall innate intelligence, uh, and so forth. What it does tend to map with, though, and where you see a real connection is people who finish something like a doctoral degree, which can take five, seven plus years to finish. It's largely unstructured. You have to kind of be self-motivated and structure your own approach to ongoing learning and conducting um, primary uh, original research to, to make a difference in the discipline. All of that, it's so self-driven 
that so many people never actually finish. And it's more of the, the grit and the resiliency uh, that plays an important factor behind it. And it comes back to what the motivation is. Now, many people, they, they start doctoral programs because they say, hey, I want to be called Dr. So-and-so. I want to have that PhD behind my name. That's important to me. That's a status symbol. Uh, that's something that uh, will give me credibility. Other people will look to me as an expert. All of those are external motivators. And in my experience, I, you know, seeing lots of graduate students who go through PhD programs and seeing the vast majority of them never finish, in my experience, it's almost always tied to that kind of a fundamental motivation. Contrast that with people who are focusing on self-improvement, self-development. They're doing a doctoral program because they're passionate about the subject because it's, they're just a nerd for that subject, right? It's, it, it gets them excited. It wakes them up in the morning. They can't wait to do the research around it. They can't wait to teach it and share their understanding with other people. So there's that passion and that, that energy behind it. Uh, oftentimes, you know, if you know you want to go into a career path that requires a doctorate, then that's another um, motivation. That's more of a long-term motivation. Uh, for me, for example, uh, I knew the career path that I wanted to take and I needed a PhD. I also knew that it was important for me to make good use of my time and to finish in a timely manner. And so to continue to push forward, even when it was really hard, even when I wanted to quit, because my family was relying on me. By the time I finished my PhD, I had five children, um, married with five kids uh, at the time. Now I have six children. Uh, I had everyone counting on me. My wife was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, I needed to finish, I needed to get a job, I needed to provide for my family. And while while the, the job and the pay and, and those sorts of things are typically seen as extrinsic motivators, the real driver there was being there for my family, supporting my family, help meeting the needs of my family. And that's an intrinsic motivator. I've seen other people who, who you know, they don't really need it for their career, they don't really need it for the money, um, or, you know, for, for security or stability, uh, but they're just so passionate about the topic and they're so invested into their own personal self-development. That's why you hear stories of, you know, 60, 70, 80 year olds going back and getting their doctorate. They're not going to use that for a long fulfilling career because they're already on the tail end of their life. Why are they doing it? Because it's a meaningful process to them. Uh, they're learning and growing and they're committed to lifelong learning. That's an intrinsic motivator. So coming back to the original TED Talk, don't short circuit your ability to, to uh, achieve something great and accomplish a really difficult goal by seeking immediate gratification for setting that goal in the first place. So if you set a really difficult goal and you, spurt it, you, you just blurt it out to people and say, hey, I'm so excited about this, this is what I'm gonna do, and then you get all those pats on the back and all the social validation, uh, that's great. But the research shows that will probably undermine your ability to, to see the goal through. On the other hand, let's, let's really focus on those intrinsic motivators that are going to drive us and push us through and help us have a sustainable effort and commitment to our goal in achieving that goal. So that when we hit the really hard times, when we hit that wall, we, we can remember why we're doing it why we're putting ourselves through the trial, the, the struggle, the pain, 
and we know the light is at the end of the tunnel and that it's worth the struggle. If we can do that, if we can set smart goals and we can seek um, support from those around us and create mechanisms to help sustain us, then we are much we are in a much better place to be able to achieve our goals. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. As always, I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.